Welcome to episode 8 of the Ego Chat Podcast. I'm Preston Byers and I'm with Justin Binkowski. Uh We're going to talk about uh, stage 2, week 3, uh, the wrapping up of uh, group play in stage 2. And we're going to talk about stage 2 major, which begins on Wednesday, April 7th. Uh, and the biggest news of the day is the benching of former world champion Slasher. Uh, the Los Angeles Thieves um, announced today that he would be benched in place of Draza. Uh, we'll talk about other stuff as well uh, as it as it comes along. So how you doing, Bink? I'm doing well. How about you? Doing pretty okay. Um, I am a little disappointed at some of the matches that we had for the third week of Stage 2. Um, the first two matches were pretty straightforward, uh, although like this, both Dallas and Optic, they bounced back, but I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, but at least we had some interesting results in group play, in the group play standings. Um, Definitely. So do you want to talk a little bit about your, your thoughts on Dallas and Optic, uh, both um, bouncing back and sweeping their opponents? Yeah, so we kicked off uh, the third week of Stage 2 group play on Thursday, April 1st, with uh, Dallas versus the Florida Mutineers and Optic versus Surge. Uh, coming into this, I so I believe Dallas's last match last week was against Minnesota, right? Yeah, they got that beat wasn't... by Minnesota. Yeah, I couldn't remember if that was their first or second match last week. But um, or it might have been their only match. Regardless, that, that they lost to Minnesota last week, um, and they respond by... Uh, coming back and taking down Florida 3-0. So um, I think the biggest takeaway for me from this series was obviously this will change a little bit as we get later into the week. But uh, last week when they lost to Minnesota again, they lost both searches. And I think they played – yeah, they definitely played somebody last week too where they lost a search. They, they played Paris and lost Express. Sure, that sounds right, yeah. I just I remember last week the big thing we were talking about was they were struggling in search, mm-hmm. and uh, at least on Thursday they come back and they win the search against Florida. So it was maybe a sign that they might have figured some stuff out in search. Uh, as we figure out later in the week, it's not necessarily the case, but um, I think that was just the biggest takeaway at this time. Uh, and then optic for Seattle that was a big match because Seattle had been looking very strong in their earlier matches of stage two group play, whereas optic was coming off a extremely disappointing week where they went 02 and 06 in map count and they respond by three owing the surge. So, um, yeah, I guess that's the biggest takeaway from that was just that, uh, they looked a lot better than they did in last week. Heading into the week optic was fifth in group B. And while there were a lot of, uh, teams in between, uh, or they were pretty much all like two and one or one and two, so it wasn't the biggest deal. But to be fifth going into the final week of group play, um, they had a, a an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Um, on Friday we had Toronto and London. Toronto sweeped uh, the Royal Ravens, which was actually kind of surprising considering how well London played uh, before that. And we also had um, the biggest upset of the entire season. Um, the Los Angeles Gorillas, who looked like absolute shit the previous week, they uh, hand Atlanta Phase their first loss of the 2021 season. They win 3-2. Uh, I mean, we'll just skip over the Toronto-London series for now. Let's just talk about Atlanta LAG. What are your thoughts on the Gorillas pulling off this upset? Yeah, I mean, you kind of summed it up a little bit. Uh, it was the undisputed best team in the league undefeated so far 
against one of the teams at the bottom of the totem pole. Most people, you know, including us on the podcast last <laughs> week, didn't even put much thought in this match. You're just like, yeah, 3-0 phase, next mm-hmm. one, you know, didn't even really talk about it that much. But uh, the Gorillas proved us wrong, proved a lot of people wrong. Um, I think the biggest takeaway from that match was just uh, how convincing they looked in search. They they won both searches against Atlanta. They took Miami 6-2 and then 6-0 Express in Game 5. Um, and then it was, it's also worth noting that Atlanta had won. So Atlanta took the first hard point, 250 to 176. They lost the search. They come back and take control 3-2. So they have a 2-1 edge in the series. The series transitions to Apocalypse hard point. And they notably have a 153 to 90 advantage at one point in this hard point, and then they end up losing 250 to 154. So uh, after that point where they were up 60 points, uh, the Gorillas turn around and score 160 while Faze only scores one. Uh, so that's a pretty impressive comeback in late game performance out of the Gorillas, and uh, they carry that momentum right into a dominant game five search. Um, just looking at the stats, too, uh, I'm pretty sure Silly was playing out of his mind in this series. Uh, yeah. He actually had a better series later that we'll talk about, but uh, he had the highest KD in the series with a 1.25. And, uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, uh, we'll get into the Gorillas' outlook and, you know, what this series might mean a little bit later. But um, I, I think it's a really good sign for the Gorillas, more so than, you know, Obviously, the phase losing their first match, you can put what weight into it you want. It's a group play match. They didn't lose in a major yet, you know, whatever you want to say from that. But that's a really important win for the Gorillas, especially because uh, they were, I'm pretty sure they were winless before that because, yeah, they played, they beat Phase and then they beat mm-hmm. Thieves and they finished two and three. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a big win for them. It kept them, eventually, we'll get into that later too, but it kept them out of last place in the group. And, uh, yeah, so I, th- I think that's definitely was surprising, and it's a sign of good things to come potentially for the Gorillas. Uh, I agree with you, and with FaZe, it was the first time that they looked, uh, maybe not the first time, but one of the only times that they've looked human uh, in this season. They've dominated Dallas on several occasions. Um, in, Optic, uh, in, in the Optic series in Stage 1, uh, they struggled with respawns, but absolutely cooked optic when it came to search. And the gorillas made them look horrible in search. And we we know that FaZe is one of, if not the best, search and destroy team in the entire league. At least coming into this match, they had, I believe, the highest uh, win percentage in the game mode in the league. Um, but we we've been talking all season that LAG have the potential to be a very good search team. This is obviously uh, most of the um, World Championship EG lineup, uh, minus AX plus Vivid. So we knew that there was a lot of potential there, but before this, they had not shown any of that, um, at least to this extent. The series before this where they lost to London, I believe, they looked uh, they looked horrible, like that was one of the worst series that they played all year. And then for them to come out against FaZe, the best team in the entire league, and beat them and beat them convincingly in search, it, it blew my mind. I, I don't really know how to uh, how else to put that. Uh, real quick, too, we were talking about it on Twitter, but uh, I thought it was especially 
funny after the match that simp tweets out that shit isn't happening again that series <laughs> pissed me off beyond belief and i remember putting oh boy the, the girl is just awake a demon and could you imagine if you know they were undefeated before this match playing like the best team in the world and then they get you know kind of like slapped in the face like a wake-up call from the gorillas and now they go like just full-on like i don't even know just i i can't even think of a word to describe it they just become like next tier above whatever they were before uh that would be ridiculous and i guess it could happen and we'll see in the major but i thought that was funny wanted to bring it up well um we'll talk about this a little bit later but they did come out in their next match and slap around london so uh maybe it did give them some extra motivation for that match at least uh on saturday we had florida versus paris paris uh wins 3-1 um and uh the biggest match of this day uh, at least the most interesting and before stage two we would have kind of looked over this match because i mean it's it's minnesota versus seattle and seattle in stage one looked really bad they were first rounded at the major i believe they won one match total throughout stage one but heading into this week they were on pace to be a winner's bracket team and to finish with a winning record in stage two minnesota ends up reverse sweeping them uh and this just continues minnesota's really good play standy uh with standy minnesota is three and oh and um what are your thoughts on standy just continuing to to play well and minnesota playing well with him yeah, I mean, that's he seems to be the biggest catalyst for this change. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, him coming into the lineup for Major Maniac allowed them to transition Priesta to an AR role, which that could also be playing into the fact that I mean, maybe he wasn't as comfortable on a sub. Obviously, Minnesota was struggling early in the year, and that might have been a change that he wanted to do regardless of who they brought in. Um, but at the end of the day, they bring in Sandy and he's playing well, Atash is still playing well, and Priesta is, you know, playing better than he was before. And when you got, you know, a solid AR like Akersley back there, he had a nice clutch in uh, the Game 5 against Seattle, if I remember correctly. Um, It's a solid team, and, you know, uh, I don't want to spoil too much of what I'm thinking about for the major, but uh, we've seen Dallas play against FaZe, we've seen Optic play against FaZe, we haven't seen this new Minnesota play against FaZe, so could they potentially be that you know that team to shake things up at the top and be a true contender uh, to dethrone FaZe? I don't know. We'll talk about that later, but uh, that's kind of where my head's up, head's at after that match. I thought uh, before this, I believe Minnesota was six and zero map count with Sandy because they did they three zero Dallas. Uh, I don't think so. Empire. I'm gonna look at the oh, results. No, it was three two. It was three two. Yeah. It was three two. They three o optic though. The three o optic. So they were six and two in map count, mm-hmm. and then they go to nine and four in map count with Sandy, which is still obviously good. Uh but yeah, uh, it was also interesting that in this match, if I look real quick, I lost where I was. Um, They've only lost one search with Standy. That's that's what I was going to bring up, that, you know, before when they lose to Dallas, they lost the control, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they lost the first heart. No, they lost both heart points against Dallas again. 
Yeah, that's right, because it was exactly like the first time Minnesota played Dallas. Mm-hmm. So just scratch that. Uh, I thought <laughs> uh, we were seeing them lose different modes, et cetera, but, yeah. you know, obviously with a reverse sweep, they lose the first hard point for a search, and then they went rattle off three in a row. So um, the biggest takeaway from that, I guess, is just they, they were able to clutch up when it mattered most, and, you know, with all the other results benefiting them, they come out first place in their group. Well, in stage one, they were one of the best search teams uh, with Major Maniac. And with Standy, they're, uh, I believe they're now 4-1 and one in search with him. Uh, I mean, they, they lost the first search express to Seattle in this series, and that's how they ended up reverse sweeping. But, um, I mean, just like FaZe, like you said, if a team can take searches off of them like LAG did, then it opens the door because the odds of you beating them in every single game mode, you know, like taking a hard point off of them, beating them in control and taking one search off them. That's, I think that's very difficult. And I don't think uh, many of those team, many teams are going to be able to do that. But Minnesota with how good they've been in search uh, this season with different uh, variations of their lineup, I think that's encouraging that, uh, they might be one of those teams. They might be the team to uh, knock off phase when it matters in a major or something. That's definitely what I'm looking forward to seeing if we get the chance. Uh, the uh, If you want to talk, do you have any uh, thoughts on that Paris-Florida game I mentioned? Uh, we can at least, uh, we kind of breezed over too. On Friday, Toronto played London. Yeah. And just real quick, you can say Toronto swept them 3-0. I was checking a hard point 250 to 140. The uh, raids are certain destroy went six five, and then the garrison control was three one. Uh, most notably, all of the players on London went negative. Shawnee had the highest KD with a point nine eight, um, and then all of the players on Toronto dropped at least a one point zero. Insight was the only one who went. You know, he went thirty six and thirty six with a one, and then Cami had a one point six seven, which uh, that was after the uh, whole incident with Cami's tweet. We don't have to touch on that too much, but. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was his first match after that. So there were plenty of memes on the timeline. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, the first match on Saturday before the Minnesota-Seattle match that we talked about was uh, Florida versus Paris. And uh, Paris took that one 3-1 with Florida only winning the search and destroy. So Paris won all three respawns. Uh, Neptune, most notably, had a good game in the search going 12-4. and But other than that, Paris seemed to be in control of that series. Um, we were talking about that earlier last week, too. Um how that was an interesting match just because Paris and Florida have faced off a couple times already previously this year. Uh, I believe it was Florida or Paris beat them in group play and then Florida beat them at the major. Mm-hmm. So then this was kind of like the rubber match so far for what we've seen. So now Paris has a slight edge over them. Um, they are on opposite sides of the loser's bracket for this major. So we most likely won't see them face off again until potentially stage three unless they both go on absolutely crazy lower bracket runs but uh yeah that was i uh, looking at the stats neptune was the only player who had a positive kd for florida with 1.07 and then aqua led the way for paris with a 1.21 uh i think Paris or sorry i think aqua's been you know some people i feel like have been talking about him but i feel like he's been super underrated this year just in the sense that he's been uh, really consistent, putting up some pretty standout numbers, and he might not be getting talked about as much uh, because he's on Paris, or maybe because he's not like you know this a huge social media presence or anything like that. But uh, well, I'll I'll give him a shout out at least to our minimal fan base. That uh, you know, I think it's good that he's been playing well. He's always been a player that 
um, I've enjoyed watching throughout his years competing. He's just been a little shy. He's never really liked doing interviews in the past, so I haven't talked to him too much. Um, but, yeah, I think he's a good player, and this might be a breakout title in the sense that he might start to uh, get some more recognition for a high-level play if he keeps on performing well throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final match of the day was New York versus Toronto. Uh it was notable that Asim, uh, he lost his uncle and his uh, grandfather um, uh, right before the match, um, I believe like the day or two before, and he actually went to his grandfather's funeral the day of this match on Saturday and uh, got home just in time to uh, to play Toronto. New York won 3-1. Uh, any thoughts on the subliners beating the Ultra? Yeah, obviously thoughts and prayers go out to Asim and his family. Uh, tough time, and um, it's obviously incredibly impressive, in my opinion, that you know he was able to stay composed and not not even just like play the series, but to perform at the level that he did. Uh, he had the highest KD on New York in this series with a 1.06, and I believe he had. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I think the first match was, was it Raid Hardpoint? Yeah, it was Raid Hardpoint. And I'm pretty sure he had like a, a break and like a, a really good performance um, in map one in particular. So uh, like you said, thoughts and prayers out to him and his family. But um, I thought it was a great performance out of him considering the circumstances. And New York overall played well. They only lost the uh, control. So they took both hard points in the search. First... And that was their sorry, didn't get you off. Uh, that was that was their last match. I was just gonna say that uh, allowed them to finish four and one mm-hmm. in uh, group play, with their only loss being a phase. So um, I have high expectations for New York going into the major based on that performance. Yeah, because they finished four and one at at the time, they actually had a chance to finish first in their group uh, because phase still had one additional match, and and obviously uh, they they lost to LAG. So um, who like really no one knew if they were uh, a sure thing to beat London. Turns out they were because uh, Garrison Hardpoint 251-19 Atlanta Express Search 6-3 Atlanta Garrison Control 3-0 Atlanta. Uh, I mean they I mean they pissed off Simp and <laughs> they pissed off the the entirety of uh, Atlanta. So. Um, really quick series. Uh, what'd you think of Atlanta bouncing back like that? Yeah. I mean, the scariest thing about that, like you said, they're pissed off Simp. He still technically had the lowest KD on his <laughs> team with a 1.31. <laughs> uh, Cell dropped a 1.34 overall in the series. Abizi was at a 1.37 and RCD was at a 1.53. So, uh, yeah, like you said, quick series, quick 3-0, kind of dominant performance you expected to see. Uh, out of phase, especially bouncing back from uh, they lost the Gorillas, and uh, all I think I'll say is I'm a little disappointed. Actually, um, I believe it was Paul X went for an assassination accidentally on, was it Garrison Control? Was Garrison I, Control? I didn't that? see this. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I believe... I think it was, it, I know it was London, and I think it was in London's game against FaZe. So Paul X, like, accidentally, he was trying to melee on that A control mm-hmm. point by, like, this, uh, uh, the satellite or radar, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. And um, it ended up, like, going into the animation, and Zed took the kill before the animation finished. Um, so I was going to say I was disappointed FaZe didn't have any 
uh, finishing moves in this series, but I guess we kind of got a half of one, even though it wasn't from FaZe, and it didn't actually happen. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. That's one of the biggest notes from this match, but uh, I guess that's what happens when, you know, we got FaZe in full form as we expect them to be. Uh, with the win, FaZe locked up first place in their group. Uh, it made uh, Subliners finish second. Uh, London, who looked really, really good um, at certain points in this uh, stage, uh, they <laughs> they didn't finish uh, too hot. Um, they ended up finishing in fourth place in Group A with a two and three record, seven and ten map count. Um, uh, pretty disappointing. They they started with two wins and then lose the remaining three. Uh, not what you're looking for uh, for London, but. I mean, they didn't have any wins coming into the stage, so I guess anything's an improvement. It's improvement, yep. Um, the next match uh, was Crosstown Rivalry, uh, LA Thieves versus LA uh, Gorillas. The Gorillas, who were just riding high after beating FaZe, they end up sweeping um, the Thieves, which is their second sweep of the Thieves this season. They uh, swept them in the uh, winner's bracket of the Stage 1 Major, which was yep. a major upset. Uh, this was uh, kind of notable, though. Um, Kenny did not play. Uh, Temp played instead of Kenny because of a, quote, non-COVID medical emergency. Um, uh, we didn't get any additional details, but Kenny missed this match. Um, Temp filled in for him, and LAG just kind of cooked him. Uh, in particular, uh, Silly did. Uh, so what do you think of LAG uh, finishing this week 2-0? Yeah, yeah. Um... Again, kind of hit on it earlier with what I was thinking with the Gorillas, um, at least going into the major, but it was a big win for them because aside from it being the Battle of LA, you know, circumstances with Kenny aside, whoever won or whoever lost this match came in last place in uh, their group. So um, obviously there's not much of a difference between fifth and sixth at this point, but yeah. uh, it's still important to get those 10 CDL points for a win. And um still uh, you know could technically give you a favored matchup against you come in fifth in that group you're playing against a sixth place team in the other group so technically you'd be favored going into that match but mm -hmm. uh, you can argue at that point when you have two lower ranked teams who's really the favorite uh regardless of that like you said silly absolutely played phenomenally in this series you drop a 1.71 overall kd going 72 and 42 uh all the players on the gorillas had at least a 1.0 whereas TJ had the highest KD on the Thieves with a .91. So um, this obviously leads to uh, the Thieves making the change today, where they announced that Kenny will be playing in the major, but as a major shock to most people in the community, uh, Slasher will be benched in favor of Draza, who was on the uh, Optic Gaming Los Angeles team at the end of last season. And he was he remained when OGLA went to or the Thieves acquired OGLA's franchise spot. Uh, they retained Draza as a sub, so he hasn't played yet for the Thieves this year. But he will make his debut uh, this week in the major. Yeah, so this was uh, this was really surprising to me. Uh, I'm sure it was surprising to a lot of people because it, it's. We know that LA Thieves have had their struggles. They they finished one and four in this stage, um, but Slasher was pretty much the last player that I would expect to be benched or 
uh, moved out of the starting lineup in any way. And the way that the tweet was worded um, that announced he was uh, being benched, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Um, the wording behind it, uh, it said, quote, Draza has been playing incredibly well in challengers with multiple event wins under his belt this season. We're excited to see him play on the big stage this week as we give Slasher some time off. So that kind of wording made me initially think, okay, maybe Slasher's just like, I, we're not going to win the major. Just let me relax because this team is tilting the absolute hell out of me. And I need any, I need just a break, like a week off or a two weeks off from this team because we're not going to do anything at the major and there's no reason to. But it looks like he has literally been benched and they're, yeah. they're actually trying to bring Draza in. Uh, so what are you thinking about this roster change? Uh, the roles don't seem to be uh, matching up as, as well as, uh, as you would imagine. So uh, what are you thinking about this? I was thinking more along the lines of you in the sense of based on the wording from the tweet, um, I was initially thinking that it was kind of like the situation where uh, they might have been giving Slasher a break. But as I thought about it a little more, I was listening. Uh, Zuma did like an emergency flank uh, episode on his stream as soon as the news was announced. And I was kind of, you know, after thinking about it a little bit, hearing what they had to say, you know, Slasher doesn't really come across as that guy. Who, yeah. You know, even if they're in a bad situation, he, I don't think he wants to sit out a major. Like, he, he's a really competitive person based on everything we know about him. And uh, at the end of the day, even if the team's not going, you know, in the right direction that he had hoped, I feel like he would still, if, if it was up to him, he would still be playing and giving his all regardless. Mm -hmm. uh, so I definitely think it's interesting that uh, this is the direction they're going in. Um, most notably, like we were talking about with the roles, it seems like a Kenny is going to be running the main AR, which is something, you know, uh, when he really broke on the scene in 2018 in World War II, he was one of the best PPSH submachine gun players in the uh, in the league and in the world, I guess you could say, too. And now, just like three years later, he's going over to a main AR. Uh, obviously, he was running a flex a little bit earlier this year, too. So uh, with the current meta, there's no M4. He was kind of using the Krieg in both. Uh, he was using it as a flex, and he will be using it as a main AR. So it'll be interesting to see how he performs from that mm -hmm. perspective. But um, I also thought it was interesting that uh, J-Cap, who, you know, two-time world champion and the coach of the LA Thieves, uh, was tweeting out that he thinks that COD is getting to a point. I'll just read his tweet. Uh, he said, the narratives that still exist about COD are hilarious and pretty outdated. COD has evolved in a similar way to basketball. It's basically positionless, and you need to be able to adapt and play any situation with any gun. And... I understand uh, the point he's trying to make there, but um, I also think Aches brings up a good point. In a follow-up tweet, he says, you think Arsides and Abizi could switch roles and be equally as good as each other in their regular roles? Um, obviously, JCap comes back with a little bit of a sarcastic or a response. Uh, at least that's how I took it, was him being <laughs> sarcastic, because I think yeah. the answer to that is no. Um, but that could also be an extreme example because of easy such a fast player. And, I mean, RCD, so I'm sure could play faster than we've seen in the past, but, you know, we don't have much to base that on. Um, so, regardless, going on a tangent, I just thought, um, regardless of what Cap and them all said, I think it was interesting to at least bring that up because we have seen, for those who watch basketball, uh, some teams, you know, going for those sl smaller lineups, not, you know, deploying a center and 
using more of a going for three point baskets uh, strategy. Whereas, um, obviously, we don't really have anything like that in COD, but um, it, it could get to that point where, you know, Thieves are now this roster experimenting with technically four SMG players and uh, trying them out in different roles, see how it works. So, um, it's definitely, you know, we're, we're only, they announced the change today. Uh, they had just played in a match with Slasher on Sunday. So, at most, you would say if they practiced on Sunday, which I highly doubt after the match, uh, you would assume that they have two days of practice today and tomorrow with this new lineup without Slasher. And they're going right into a major match. So, um, not going to have a lot of practice with this new roster in its current form, um, but it'll still be interesting to see uh, how they perform and what they're able to do. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch this clip, uh, but our boy Crone at Intel Call of Duty, he tweeted that um, Kenny announced, or he said on a stream that uh, yeah. he asked to be benched or traded a few weeks ago. So did you did you watch that clip? Like, could you give us some context on that? Yeah, so that's just, just basically all he said was that um, he he thought, like, he didn't want to, he didn't go to uh, the Thieves or Mud Dog, who's their GM, and say, like, he, he like the man to trade, say, I want to go to this team or that team. Uh, it was kind of more along the lines of him saying that he wanted to make a change in the team, even if it involved himself, just because, like, he felt the team wasn't clicking and they needed to do something. So, um yeah, that, that was basically the gist of it. I tuned into Kenny's stream after he had said that, but he was already, like, uh, to the point where he said he wasn't going to talk about it anymore. So I didn't really hear anything beyond what uh, the two clips that I saw Crone tweet. But uh, that, that was the main gist of it that I got. Uh, it's an overall interesting situation because, I mean, the core of this team has been together for, what, three years now because uh, Kenny and Slasher, at least, were on uh, the okay. original, or I guess it's not the original original, um, <laughs> but like the the originally successful 100 Thieves roster uh, in Black Ops 4. Um, and they had role issues back then, too. I, I distinctly remember Pharaoh essentially yep. being pushed out of the starting lineup because uh, the roles did not make sense within their team. I believe it really centered around Kenny not wanting to... Uh, I think it was like he didn't want to run uh, like a, a SOG yeah. a full time. He wanted to be a flex, so he wanted to run the Maddox. And it ended up, uh, they changed rosters, and they obviously had a lot of success uh, from that. Um, where do you see this going? Where do you, because this seems to be like a stopgap kind of thing. Like this is just for the major. I can't see this this roster in particular being the uh, the only one. So like what do you think? Uh, well, uh, our good friend Mike Merchant says the answer is to bring back Aches and Nelson. And, That's uh, obviously I it. Think, I think he might have just solved <laughs> it, yeah. He might be looking at the... Uh, Mud Dog needs to hire Mike. Champs. <laughs> um, no, but, I mean, the biggest thing is, like, how much can we take away from the wording of the Thieves tweet? Is it really just a temporary... I don't even I don't want to say benching for this first reference. Is it really just like a temporary break for Slasher or is he actually benched? Like will this be the last time or was Sunday the last time we see Slasher play for the LA Thieves? And I think that's gonna be important and we're gonna to have to figure it out. Like, I mean, 
unless the thieves go on some crazy losers bracket run. Yeah. Uh, in this major, I don't see this being the hundred or the LA thieves roster that we see on day one of the stage three group play. Uh, I think they're they they've been active. Make you know they obviously went out and got Venom and you know. With mm-hmm. Kenny's situation, they were forced to bring Temp back in, and now they're making this change with Draza for Slasher. So it seems like they're willing to make uh, changes, but um, it, it's going to come down to what they think about this new roster, how they perform, how they mesh. And uh, it really seemed like Kenny was talking about them just like not clicking with the previous roster. So maybe if this roster clicks, they, they might give it a shot for a little bit of Stage 3. Um, but I have to think that this signals uh I'm, I'm like like we said unless they do something remarkable in the stage two major i ha- i feel like we're gonna see a different iteration of the thieves for stage three uh, i i just i don't really get it you know i i don't understand i mean i don't know why you would uh bench slasher of all of them because i mean slasher is you would presume to be the leader i mean he's the most successful of them and i mean if if i were building a a cod roster he would be one of my first picks to to build around uh because of his leadership so i I don't really get it from that point of view so say uh they lose in losers bracket round one or round two your mud dog your jcap what do you do like what is your solution going into stage three I mean, unless Kenny is literally just like a diamond in the rough, like best AR of all time, like I feel like the answer is you got to go out there and try to find an AR player that they want to play with. Because again, like just looking at most of these players, obviously we haven't seen much from Draza and Venom throughout their careers, but Kenny and TJ in particular have primarily been sub players throughout the years we've seen them. And you know, Venom and Draza, Draza is more of a flex. Uh, I think he used the M4 a little bit last year in MW, but um, we've seen Venom primarily use a sub. So uh, unless there's a drastic meta change with this update and everyone's using four Milanos, I, I feel <laughs> like uh, <laughs> that that's the move they got to look for an AR player that these guys want to play with. Um, I feel like the obvious switch there would be to... Uh, bring in an AR for Draza, unless, again, Draza just has a really great performance in the major. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just think, I mean, Benzi says in chat here that Kenny said the team went flawless in scrims today against Optic. Uh, I did not hear him say that, so I don't know how true that is, and Benzi could easily be trolling us. But <laughs> um, if that's the case, that's definitely something uh, worth noting. But regardless, I still think that... Um, we're seeing right now, like, the this the core there of Slasher, Kenny, and TJ wasn't working. So their solution right now is to try benching Slasher. And if they continue to have issues, maybe they have to make a switch between Kenny and TJ. I feel like with them benching Slasher, it kind of solidifies Kenny as that, like, franchise player for the Thieves. So yeah. he might be, like, unmovable. So maybe they try to make a move where they trade TJ for somebody else. Um, it's not really something we've seen too much in the CDL, but thinking from more of a sports 
angle. I feel like, you know, if you're not moving Kenny, then TJ becomes like that top like trade chip that they have, unless obviously you trade slasher attempt who are on the bench. But yeah. of the guys in the lineup, I feel like TJ would have the most trade value. Um, so that's an, uh, a route they could go down. We haven't really seen it yet in the CDL, so I don't know if we actually would, but yeah. it's something to at least consider. And uh, yeah, so um, I mean, they have options, and it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do. Uh, if if a trade did happen, I don't think it will. I think that's the yeah. least likely uh, scenario. <laughs> but if it happened, it would be huge because uh, I mean, I don't think there's been a midseason trade in CDL history so far. Uh, technically had Pristini traded for cash, but okay. I don't know. Yeah. That is a trade. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I don't see how, I just don't know who they would trade them to, you know? Yeah. So it, CDO with more teams, like when they expand, I think then you could see more trades happen because there's a bigger possibility that a team really just doesn't have an AR player that is good good enough and you would trade for like a slasher or something but um we don't know if that's going to happen bet menzi brings up a good one there octane for slasher we've already seen octane play with the thieves before obviously that was with slasher and kenny and then slasher would be reunited with gunless and looney so Mm -hmm. that would basically be that rise team minus tj plus pristini um so that would be interesting i don't know if that's something that either team would want to do because uh, it seems like Octane is the franchise player for the series. Yeah. Obviously, with like the one-plus-one contracts, uh, he might like look to not re-sign with them. That's just speculation, obviously. But um, So that might give Seattle, if, if they struggle at this major, after, even though they played better in Stage 2 group play, uh, if they struggle at the major, maybe they make a change, but they haven't really seemed to be uh, in that, like, realm of teams that are actively making changes so far in the young history of the CDL. So um, it's an interesting proposition from Benzie, but I'm not too sure how likely that is. It would be cool if uh, we had like trade deadline kind of activity and we see, you know, if they were like, okay, Octane's definitely not going to resign with us in the off season. Let's trade him for whatever. Like there's no draft picks. So the the capital that you can actually trade for is limited um but eventually we'll probably get there uh to the point where there is a draft but we're we're a long ways down the road and uh it's it's not gonna happen anytime soon um uh let's let's move on uh we've talked a lot about uh the la thieves situation they have a an uphill battle um because they're starting in losers round one i'm gonna uh switch over and show the uh the bracket uh, on our on screen. Um, Before you uh, do that, we got one more match to talk about. We do. What's the match? Yeah. We didn't talk about Dallas versus Optic. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably a big one that we should have talked about. <laughs> um, I honestly thought we had talked about it already, but yeah. So uh, Empire versus Optic. Um, this was uh, a big match in Group B because of the um, the group play standings uh, heading in. If Optic won, then uh, Dallas would be the third seed, Optic would be the second seed, and Minnesota, who began the stage with two straight losses, two sweeps uh, as losses, Mm -hmm. they would be the first seed. If Dallas won, uh, they would get the first seed, Minnesota would get second seed, and Optic would get third seed. In the end, Optic ends up winning 3-2. 
Um, this was a rematch of a probably the best match of the entire season um, from the Stage 1 Major. Uh, what do you think of Optic coming out and um, and really just beating uh, Dallas in, in search? Yeah, uh, I think that, that was the biggest takeaway for me was that uh, Optic won both S&Ds and it was a 12-3 uh, round count in their favor. Dallas only won three rounds. Um, so obviously something's going on with Dallas like we had touched on uh, at the start of the week or at the start of this episode based on the start of the final week here. Uh, it looked like Dallas, who had struggled in search earlier in Stage 2, they win this one against, uh, was it Seattle? Or no, it was Florida in their first match of Stage 2 uh, group play. So it's like, okay, maybe they're starting to figure out their search a little bit, but then they come back here against Optic, who also struggled just overall in the previous week, and they dropped both S&Bs to Optic in that regard. Um, so obviously I think it's a bigger sign of improvement from Optic. It kind of makes me think that the previous week was more of a fluke than any like major worrying sign from Optic. Mm-hmm. Uh, something could have been going on behind the scenes or like they weren't adjusted to something in game. Maybe they like had a bad week of practice. I don't know. Regardless of what happened, uh, they look much better now. Uh, especially with a big win here against Dallas to get the uh, second spot in their group. Um, I, I think it was a good sign for them moving into this major. Um, if we look at the stats, all the players on Optic had positive KDs. I believe uh, Dashi had the highest KD with a 1.32 overall in the series, and Envoy had the uh, lowest with a 1.16, which is still obviously good. Yep. Whereas Shotzi had the highest KD on Dallas with a .99, and everybody was below him and negative for Dallas overall in the series, which is kind of, uh, I think it was Aix who I saw actually say uh, that he was kind of surprised that Dallas still won two respawns. They won the first hard point and the control with negative KDs, so that was... Uh, but such an optic thing, though, to <laughs> allow a team to get outslayed so heavily and and still lose respawns though like that's old yeah and i mean and the the first hard point too was 250 to 244 dallas so Mm -hmm. uh, it was a close one but uh regardless i think the search is the bigger takeaway from this and then we also saw uh crim six tweet after the series uh (laughs) most notably that uh uh empire psa here we will pay for snd lessons so uh i don't know if they're gonna give coach trem a call or not but um at least it sounds like they're gonna be trying to figure out what their search issue is before this major. Uh, they don't have a lot of time, but um, definitely sounds like something they're going to put the time in and work on, which, you know, with those, the, with Krim and those talented youngsters around him, uh, they, they have the talent to figure it out and get back on track, but it'll just be worth keeping an eye on to see how they perform in search in particular in the major. Well, maybe they'll call Tupac because he's been, he's been vocal about, yeah. getting involved with the CDL team and, and teaching them search and stuff. So, um, I mean, he, he was with Chicago last season as kind of a S&D analyst, um, coach sort of thing, I, I guess. Uh, so maybe he can do something similar with Dallas or any other uh, team because, I mean, you can't get too good in search. I mean, even FaZe, who is the best uh, in LAG, who are – uh, right up there in Minnesota, they can always get better. Um, there's always uh, room to improve. So and they were one of the teams too. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. No. I actually I... don't. I don't know what Dallas's uh, like win percentage was in search um, before this. 
Yeah, I'm not too, too sure either, but I was just going to say um, that uh, Tupac, I, I just had to scroll back because I, I sent it to Trim because I was kind of shocked. Um, uh, Tupac tweeted on March 26th, I need three S&D grinders to play phase in an S&D rotation with me in two hours. Must follow <laughs> full GAs. So I, I sent that to Trim because I was just like, damn, FaZe is like going so hard that they're the first team reaching out to Tupac that we know about at least. Yeah. Right? And some teams could have uh, done it without you know him tweeting it. But um, I was just mind blown that because at that time FaZe was still undefeated and they're the team that's going out the uh, or out of their way to try to get even better than they already are. Uh, so I thought that was remarkable. But yeah, it's that's definitely something too that I would love to see. Uh, the Empire try to work with Tupac if they think that's the way to improve their S&D. Um, but whatever they do, um, definitely going to have my eyes on them to see how they perform in the game mode at the Major. Uh, speaking of the Major, let's go to that. I uh, We now finished the the matches. <laughs> uh, so in winner's bracket round one, we have Opti Chicago versus the Toronto Ultra and the New York Subliners versus the Dallas Empire. In losers bracket round one, we have LAG versus Florida and Paris versus uh, this LA Thieves roster. So, um, would you want to start in the lower or upper bracket? Uh, let's start in the lower just so that we get to the point where it matches up with the loser of winners dropping down. So, let's okay. just do like the first two round of losers and then go from there. Okay. Uh, so, start with LAG and Florida. Uh, I'm picking LAG 3-2 in that one, uh, just based off of what we've seen most recently from LAG. If they continue to play at that level, um, I think they should be able to take this one. I really like uh, the talent that the Mutineers have on their roster, and uh, I think if they're like in another matchup, like if if um, if Mutineers was playing against LA Thieves, perhaps, like I would probably pick Mutineers to win that, especially with the you know roster change situation going around with the Thieves, but uh, this is the match they drew, and, you know, uh, it's probably the toughest first-round match that we see just based off of uh, LAG's recent performances, and that's what I'm going to base off my pick going with the Gorillas. Yeah, I'll go with the Gorillas, too. Uh, they've looked really good in the last week. Florida has not looked as good. Um, big Wake, uh, he is not looking as big right now, so... Uh, <laughs> So that's a that's disappointing for them. That's the wrong time to not be trending uh, upwards. Um, so I'll go with LAG there. Uh, let's bump down to Paris, uh, LA Thieves. Who you got? Uh, I originally I did my bracket earlier in the day and I picked Paris three one before I knew about the slasher mm -hmm. uh, roster change. But now I'm just gonna say Paris three zero. <laughs> I think you know regardless of what Benzie's saying happened in scrims with Optic, I'm not taking putting too much weight into that, that scrims. Uh, I just think Paris might not look like the strongest team right now, but they've at least had more time to play together and mm -hmm. uh, more practice. So they should be able to uh, take care of business against a Thieves roster that should, in theory, only have two days of practice together. Yeah, I'll go, I go with Paris too. I probably, even before the, the roster changed like you, I would have went with Paris. So, um, yeah, I... I mean, there's no reason to think that even with how good they are in, in scrims or whatever um, today, uh, I mean, Paris has looked pretty good um, at times uh, during during the season. Uh, let's start in losers round two. 
so Seattle uh, in our scenario would uh, Seattle would play LAG. Uh, who do you got? I'm going with LAG in that one. I think uh, that's a match that can go either way. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, uh, it, it's easier to pick the team that's already in that loser's bracket round two than to base your pick off of expecting a team to win the previous match. Yep. Um, but I still just think based off recent performance, like the, the Seattle has played well, um, but obviously they, they didn't close things out against the Empire. They, they lost in round 11 there with a few milliseconds left on the bomb before they could get the defuse. Um, so they, they weren't able to win that, and then they get reverse sweep by the Rocker. So um, although they have definitely improved since stage one, I just think LAG is the hotter team right now. They're, they're you know, they beat FaZe. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how much more you really have to say. Like, if they're playing up to that level, they should be able to beat Surge. So I'm picking LAG. I said three one for that one. I agree with you, uh, Seattle. If uh, if they had come into the major looking how they did uh, coming into week three, I think I would have picked Seattle regardless of the Gorillas' win over Phase. But uh, Seattle didn't look uh, nearly as good in that last week, and it's like Florida. Uh, they're we, they've shown their potential. They've shown how good they can be. It's just about uh, putting it together at the right time, and I don't think they're going to be able to do it. I, I'll go with LAG uh, as well. In round, uh, in the second match of losers bracket round two, London versus Paris, the uh, European matchup that doesn't have all Europeans. So who <laughs> do you have, London versus Paris? Uh, I'm going with Paris in this one, also 3-1. Yep. I... Uh... I was thinking earlier, too, uh, like I was just saying, obviously it's harder to pick that team based off of them expecting them to win the earlier match. But if I remember correctly from stage one, the team that won the loser's bracket yeah. match in both times will beat the team. Mm -hmm. they, they won their second match in round two yeah. as well. So maybe that's a momentum thing where the team that plays on day one already has a match under that belt and they're going up against a team that hasn't played yet technically in the major. Uh, I don't know, but... I just think uh, I'm going to go Paris in this one just because, you know, it looks like uh, since the first, the start of the, uh, wow, I can't talk right now. <laughs> since the start of the stage when London's, uh, London initially brought in Paul X, they have dropped in performance a little bit. And I'm trying to look up uh, the score real quick from when they played in group play. Well, the, uh, uh... Just to piggyback off, they've lost three uh, straight matches, and they haven't looked good in any of those three. So it's it's probably bigger. It's a bigger dip than what you just said. I think they've looked they've looked really bad, especially how good they uh, compared to how good they looked uh, early oh, they in the didn't, stage. They didn't play in group play. Obviously, I was thinking of when London played the Thieves. Oh, okay. Paris did not play. Uh, they weren't in the same group, so that yeah. would be dumb. So I'll, I'll, agree, I'll agree with you. I think Paris. Um, yeah. Uh, same thing with Seattle, basically. Uh, if London came into this and they were riding high off of two straight wins, I'd probably pick London. But uh, Paris has looked pretty good. London hasn't looked very good. So uh, I'll go with Paris advancing on to losers bracket round three. Uh, so now we should probably jump up to winners bracket yep. round one. Um, let's start off with Opti Chicago versus Toronto. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go Optic 3-1, um, and that's kind of like a lenient one with Toronto. Uh, I just feel like, obviously, if, if we consider that second week of Stage 2 group play kind of like a fluke for Optic, 
Um, I don't really, like, looking at the matchup on paper, I don't really see a mode that Toronto is technically better than Optic in. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to say Optic 3-1. It could be a 3-0. I, um, regardless of scoreline, I would be very surprised if Toronto ended up taking this one unless Optic just comes out flat and performs as badly as they did last week or the second week of stage two, I should say. Uh, Toronto hasn't looked really any different from stage one, in my opinion, uh, with methods or insight. They've, uh, I believe they finished, I think, one and four in stage one. They finished two and three in stage two with insight. So I'm not sure uh, what to really make of the roster change, whether it was uh, um, good or bad, really, or or just indifferent. Uh, but So I'll go with Optic. Um, they just beat Empire. Uh, I mean, they looked pretty good. I think uh, their biggest weakness is obviously Search, and Toronto is not an incredible Search team that can exploit that as, uh, as much as, say, a Minnesota, Atlanta, or LAG can. So... Uh, I'll go with Optic as well. Um, in the second match, we have uh, New York versus Dallas, which was the loser bracket final from the Stage 1 major. Uh, so this is a, a huge match. They faced off, I think, two times in Stage 1, I believe. Would have been in group play in the major? Yeah, yeah they, they definitely played in group play because New York's loss, losses were to Dallas. Uh, reverse sweep to it Dallas. Was the reverse sweep, yeah. yeah. And they also lost to the Thieves. So um, uh, New York is 0-2 against Dallas uh, in the CDL season. Do you think they can break that streak? I do. I picked New York to win this one 3-2 uh, simply just based off the fact that I think if uh, New York can get to a game five, mm-hmm. they should, in theory, with Dallas's current form of search, be the better search team. Um, if... For some reason, I mean, obviously, there's a world where it doesn't go to game five, and uh, Dallas is able to clutch up in the respawns. That that could be a potential, but uh, I'm gonna go with New York in this one. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think New York has looked really good. It, like you, I think it is worrying if they can't take one of those hard points, uh, because it, even if they take the control, um, I just I I just don't see away from them to win this series uh win this series uh without probably taking the first hard point uh new york has looked a little sloppy at times in game modes i think they lost their control to toronto who hasn't been a good control team this year um they haven't looked perfect in hard point but search uh, i i would definitely agree with you that they've looked a lot better than dallas especially recently so uh, i'll go with you uh, on that one new york into winners round two. Uh, do you want to drop down to losers or stay in winners uh, semis? Losers is fine. All right. Um, uh, so it'll so, be. Oh yeah, you go ahead. Yeah. So you picked LAG in Paris, right, for round two? Yes, I did. Yeah. So then the top matchup would be Toronto versus LAG. The bottom matchup would be Dallas versus Paris. Okay. Uh, so let's start with LAG Toronto. Who you got? <sighs> inspired by UCLA's March Madness run to the Final Four and almost taking down Gonzaga. <laughs> I came really close to picking LAG to win this matchup over Toronto. But um, I'm going to go Toronto 3-1 in this one. I think that's if, if the Gorillas continue to play well, I could see them winning this matchup. Mm-hmm. But um, I think they're 
quote unquote Cinderella run through the losers back, it'll come to an end here. I I'm gonna say LAG is still dancing at the end of this one. Um wow. like McCronin, I think Bevels is just he's pushing his guys to the <laughs> to the final four. Um uh, it's yeah. So it's either <laughs> yeah. L L A G is either going to lose in losers round one to Florida, or they're going to win the entire event. Um, there's no in between with this team. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'll say L A G over Toronto. Toronto hasn't looked uh, great or anything, and uh, Search is obviously a big strength for L A G in this series. So especially if they can get to game five, they should be okay. Um, uh, and then we have Paris and Dallas in that other uh, losers round three match. So uh, who do you have in that? I, I put Dallas three zero. Um, I I wanted the you know based on Dallas's struggles in search. I, if they were facing a better search team here, mm-hmm. I might have picked Dallas to get a very disappointing finish in the major, considered or at least up to their standards in the past. Um, but I think Dallas will take this one regardless of if Dallas loses to New York regardless of who they play in round three uh they should be able to bounce back and take down either one or Paris but I put Dallas 3-0 Paris yeah I I mean I want to ride with Mike and say Paris (laughs) is winning champs and winning this major but they don't match up particularly well with Dallas they're not one of those teams like you said that's better in search and is able to exploit it so, uh, I mean, I, I've stick to my rule that I don't pick against Paris unless it's against one of the top teams in the league, and it's worked out pretty well for me. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Dallas on this one. And uh, I, I think, just real quick, um, I think that obviously we're predicting very far ahead. Yeah. So there's a world where New York just absolutely 3-0 curb stomps Dallas and <laughs> Paris, like, 3-0 smokes the Thieves and London to get to that point, then maybe Paris is able to just keep riding the momentum and take down Dallas, but regarding those, or if we don't see those, like, extremes happen, I think Dallas should be able to take care of business here. Yeah, so let's uh, bump up to winner semis, Atlanta uh, versus Optic. Uh, it should have 100,000 viewers uh, or more. Who do you have uh, Atlanta versus Optic? Atlanta 3-1. Okay. Not picking against Atlanta until they give me a reason to. <laughs> you don't think the LAG series was a reason? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I mean, I, I was just kind of trying to bait you into maybe changing your picks so I could pick Atlanta. I'm going to pick Atlanta. <laughs> um, there's no reason not to. Even, even that one loss uh, where they essentially... I mean, Optic is not a particularly good search team. Atlanta obviously is. And Atlanta just choked that Apocalypse hard point, which I don't see them getting outscored 160 to 1 a lot of times. So uh, I'll go with Atlanta in this series as well. And then uh, Minnesota, New York in the other uh, winter semis. Uh, So this is, um, I mean, Minnesota, I believe, got curb stomped in stage one by New York group play. So I think you're right. Uh, I I think that was a seam like just popping off, and it was like one of the quickest uh, series of the of the weekend. Yes. So yeah, you're right. And I think that's when I was playing against you in fantasy with a seam, and he dropped like yeah, a like, nine KD in search. Yeah, bless that man. He's he's so good on my fantasy team. Um, ah. so Minnesota, New York, who you got? 
I'm going to go Minnesota 3-1. Whoa. I think, you know, we've seen Minnesota take down Dallas and Optic, and uh, right now, in my mind, I, I think they're the second-best team. And uh, it, it might be – I don't really think it's too hot of a take just based off a of group play performance, but we haven't seen this roster play against New York, so it'll definitely uh, – if this matchup happens in the winter bracket, it'll definitely be interesting to see how Minnesota stacks up. But, you know, Minnesota's undefeated right now with Standy. So I think that continues in this round and they take down New York. I'm worried for New York if it goes to a map five because of how good Minnesota has been in search uh, throughout the season and in stage two uh, since making the change and, and putting in Standy. Regardless, I'm going with New York, I think. They're the better respawn team, and I, th from what we've seen in this stage with how rocky Optic has been, and so is Dallas, uh, even with Minnesota trending upwards with standing in the lineup, I am going to say that New York is actually the second best team in the league at the moment. Like If we were going to do power rankings, I would put them at number two. Uh, so I'm going to go with New York over Minnesota, uh, which would... Um, uh, obviously, uh, that would lead us into the winners' finals, which would be Atlanta versus New York. Uh, they they faced each other in the first match, I think, of this uh, stage, and yep. New York handed um, uh, handed Atlanta their uh, first search loss of the stage, but ended up losing the series. Uh, do you think something similar is going to happen in the winners' finals? Uh, uh, well, you have Minnesota, so I guess you're different. So Minnesota versus Atlanta for you. Yeah. So. I really just think this is the matchup I want to see, regardless of where it happens mm -hmm. in the bracket. I, I think it's going to happen in the winner's bracket based on my picks. Um, but I really just want to see how Minnesota stacks up against Atlanta. Uh, like I just said a couple minutes ago, we've seen uh, Minnesota take down Optic uh, with Standy, and we saw them take down Dallas with Standy. So uh, in theory, based off my picks, I want to see them play against New York, and I want to see them play against FaZe, just because those are the top two teams from that other group, and I want to see how they stack up. So, um, I picked Atlanta to take that 1-3-2. Um, it would definitely be a super exciting series, just because, like we said, both teams are pretty good at search, so um, I almost actually wanted to go for uh, Minnesota winning a winner's back <laughs> angle, and then Atlanta coming through losers to beat them, but... Uh, Ended up sticking with my Dow or my Atlanta pick and saying not picking against them until I have a reason to. We would have to piss test you if you picked Minnesota over Atlanta. <laughs> to be honest, um, I would I was stunned that you picked Minnesota over New York, and I would be I would probably fall out of my chair if you would have picked Rocker over Phase. But uh, I mean, for me, I, I I don't think that they're bad or anything, but I just think that they're not. On, nearly on the level that Atlanta is. And I don't really think anybody is. I don't think anyone is competing with them on a regular basis. That's just my I thought. just don't think, I mean, when you said I, like, when, when I said I was taking Rocker over New York, you made it seem like I was picking, like, I don't know, like, uh, Oral Roberts to beat Ohio State or something that whoa, you just wouldn't whoa, expect whoa, to see. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. That'll that do it for the Ego Chow podcast. We'll see you in episode nine. <laughs> Uh, no, I just. No, but I mean, that's a. I. I mean, you made it seem like that was like a just a crazy outlandish pick, and I just think Minnesota's looked really good with Standy. So, my well, I want to see them play against New York, and I want to see them play against Phase, which is the top two yeah. teams from that other group. So, 
Um, I think if, if Minnesota continues to play at the level they have, I think they should be able to beat New York. But obviously, FaZe is a different beast. Mm-hmm. And as long as FaZe is playing up to that top level that we've seen for them for every single series so far this year, except against LAG, um, I think FaZe will end up taking care of business there and reaching the grand finals. Yeah, I, I don't want to disrespect Minnesota at all. I, I think they're obviously really good. They beat Optic and Dallas, who were the uh, two of the top four teams in Stage 1. And um, and I think that they match up really well with FaZe with their search, um, search game. So I, I think it could be a really fun series. I was just uh, thinking New York is, in my mind, the second-best team. And it's like, in my mind, it's also pretty clear that they're the second-best team uh, at the, at the moment. Uh, so that's why I was surprised, but um, I definitely think Minnesota has uh, a great chance at getting to winners' finals. That being said, though, um, in my scenario, I think New York and FaZe will face off in winners' finals, and I think FaZe will win. Um, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if we see Express Search again, and um, maybe New York will win that again. Uh, Atlanta hasn't looked too great on it, and I don't think it's like an instant veto for them. I think their instant veto is like checkmate search, so... Um, uh, Subliner's been really good at vetoes in the past, so they probably keep that in and uh, make sure that they can at least take one map off of phase. But uh, yeah, I, I don't see anything slowing down phase uh, at the for the time being. Um, uh, that's a good point, though. We, we can move on to the lower bracket real quick. But that was a good point about New York uh, with vetoes. We saw them, you know, pull out. Oh, was it with uh, was Optic? It, it was against Optic. I was trying to think of the map. Was it Crossroads Hardpoint and then Garrison Search? Yeah, Crossroads Hardpoint. Uh, Garrison search, checkmate, control. Regardless of what it was, uh, we just we saw them last manager. They they were in that loser losers bracket against Optic, and uh, they'd already lost to Optic mm-hmm. in the tournament. And they went with something unconventional, maybe threw Optic off their game a little bit, and in the end, they ended up taking them down and upsetting them there. So um, that's definitely something worth mentioning that uh, New York could have a trick or two up their sleeve in terms of the vetoes. Yeah, and they saw some weaknesses in FaZe's game with uh, LAG, so uh, who knows what, what happens in the vetoes and, and how that series would shake out if they face each other. Um, let's go down to the loser's bracket. So yep. uh, you think that uh, Optic would lose their winner's bracket match and be bumped down, so who would so they face in your scenario? This one, it flips. So the okay. loser of the Atlanta match goes to the bottom of round four, so they play Dallas. And the, loser, and the loser of the Minnesota match goes to the top one. So okay. in my bracket, I have New York versus Toronto. You would have Rocker versus LAG. Yeah. And then in my bottom one, I have Optic versus Dallas. And I have the same. Would have. Okay. So in that scenario, I would pick New York to beat Toronto 3-1 and then Dallas 3-2 over Optic. That's a little bit of a shocker. Um, I just felt like I didn't want to pick Optic for the sake of picking Optic. I could obviously easily see them win that one just based off of recent performances, but something's telling me uh, if they rematch, uh, it could be another Game 5 thriller where Dallas, if they're able to figure out their search, they might be able to pull out the upset. But uh, that would just definitely, regardless of who wins that one, if we see Dallas versus Optic and loser Becker round four, uh, I believe that means one of those teams is getting top six in the major. Yeah, so that'd be really surprising. We saw Thieves finish top six in the first major, which was the big surprise. Um, in my scenario, I have LAG versus Minnesota. I'm going with Gorillas. We're rocking with LA. Uh, Holy shit. 
they ma- in their defense, they match up pretty well with Minnesota. They're one of the best search teams. And I think if it goes to game five and they can steal a hard point or a control, they, they can do it. <laughs> You're going full UCLA? I'm not, I'm not confident, but I'm going with it. Uh, so I'll say LAG. They, they're... <laughs> They're rocking over Rocker. Yeah, I'll go with LAG uh, into round five, I think. <laughs> they're, they're making one of the best loser bracket runs of all time at this point. Um, so LAG into round five, and I think Dallas beats Optic. Uh, wow. I, I mean, Dallas got outslayed so heavily in uh, the most recent matchup, and they nearly beat them. Like, if they just... Like, don't choke in searches. Like, they can do anything in search, anything at all. They should be able to beat Optic if uh, if they continue their good um, uh, respawn play. Uh, just search has been such a killer, and Optic's not a great search team. Uh, so, I mean, the, uh, the opportunity is there, in my mind, uh, for Dallas. I picked Dallas in my bracket, but for the sake of the show, I was picking uh, uh, Dallas there because I really thought you were going to pick Optic. Um. Yeah, I I don't know I I when I fill up Mike's pick them I might switch uh, change my mind I'm not sure um, it, I want to see it. I want to see Dallas versus Optic as many times as possible because yes. we've seen two great matches already yep. this season with them and they match up really well so uh, yeah I'll go with Dallas into round five which would make your scenario uh, who would it be Toronto no, for me, losers round five Minnesota. would be New York versus Dallas. Oh, okay. New York versus Dallas. Who you got? So that was the other part of my thinking with the Optic versus Dallas match is that I think we could see either team win it based off recent performances. You might give the edge to Optic. Mm-hmm. I was leaning Dallas. But then when I was thinking about it more, I think regardless of who wins Dallas versus Optic, which should be a great match if we see it, mm-hmm. um, I think New York ends up taking that next match. So... Uh, kind of like you were saying, you think New York's the second best team. I have yeah. them ranked pretty highly in my head right now. So I think in their current form, versus especially if if some of these other teams are struggling uh, in certain modes, as we've seen, um, I just think New York would take this one. So I picked uh, New York to beat Dallas 3-1 in this match, which would be the second time they face off if it happens. So in my scenario, I have LAG versus Dallas. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> and I'm rocking with the no. Gorillas oh. because Dallas's search sucks and the Gorillas don't. Oh uh, so that would, I mean, that's a lock. Like, I, if you're a better out there, you might as well just put as much <laughs> as as much money on it as possible that LAG win all these matches. Um, so LAG into losers finals, which would be probably the greatest loser bracket run of all time. Because well, no, they'd have to win the event to get no. The but they loser are li- run of all time. They look so bad in in group stage at at one point that you would think they would get relegated to challengers. But now they're going to losers finals, and that's a lock. So we should put LAG in losers finals against. In my scenario, New York. In your scenario, you're saying New York would play who? Minnesota. Minnesota. So, yeah. So, Minnesota versus New York. Who wins and goes to the second major uh, grand finals? And I picked Minnesota. Okay. 
Jesus. So, okay, I'm going to end LAG's run because, <laughs> like UCLA, they did not get to the championship. Uh, <laughs> New York... New York is not Gonzaga, but they will have to play Gonzaga in this scenario. I think New York, um, they're they're a better team uh, overall than LAG, and they don't have like the glaring weaknesses in search that say like Dallas or uh, Optic do. Um, so I would say uh, New York into the grand finals against Phase, and you got Minnesota versus Phase. So uh, I think this is going to be a best of nine again uh yeah. so we haven't heard anything different so best of nine atlanta versus the rocker uh who wins five maps i picked atlanta five three just because eight's my favorite number okay um <laughs> i think lag should come back and sub out new york and they'll win the major <laughs> they'll, they'll beat phase in the final uh i'll go with, i'll go with a phase and i'll say five two uh which would be the same map count that happened uh in the stage yep. one major but yeah, I, I say phase. Um, they they just look like the best team. There's no reason to pick against them right now. Uh, so yeah, go you, LAG. You have LAG coming in third place in the stage two major. Yes. So what happens if they lose round one to Florida? Well, I, I also said that I said they're either uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're a big run or nothing bust. So uh, yeah, I mean they're like Ohio State. Like Ohio State was either going to the national championship or they were losing to Oral Roberts. LAG has that potential right now. Um, very high ceiling, but also very low floor. That's LAG. And, uh, yeah, so if they lose to Florida, I mean, we'll just delete this VOD and we won't show it ever again. But, yeah, I think LAG has the potential uh, to finish third at this tournament. You definitely just made this more entertaining. I'll give you that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, like, nameless last season, picking Seattle every single time. Because... <laughs> Nameless was like, yeah, Seattle will like, go to grand finals. And, like, dude, they suck. Like, <laughs> they're going to get double first rounded in this. I think, you know, I still picked LAG to win their first two matches. And yeah. I feel like, I feel like even if LAG get past Florida, I think that Surge LAG match could be super close just based yeah. off of what we've seen from both teams and how they've improved throughout stage two. Um, but you obviously have more faith in those guys. They also have a tougher path. Like if they were on the opposite side of the losers bracket, where they say they're in Paris issues, and they played Thieves first round, and then London, those two teams have looked garbage basically the last two the last week. So I would say like that's an easier road to the final. But, or, but I mean, yeah. But then they would have to play the loser of Dallas, New York, in the third round. Whereas yeah. they're most likely playing Toronto in the third round up top. Yeah, but I so believe. Give and take. But I'm just saying LAG would beat all of these teams except New York. Okay. So, uh, New York and Atlanta. So, yeah. But they already beat Atlanta. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> lightning doesn't strike twice. Like, come on. <laughs> oh. That was definitely a much more entertaining bracket breakdown than I was expecting. I think I was, like, hallucinating because I'm sweating so much. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that does it for our Stage 2 major predictions. If there's any other topics or questions uh, people put in uh, uh, $200, you doing it or bailing. I mean, I don't bet 
on the CD. No, not you. You said Benzi said he was gonna put two hundred on LAG to win. I don't do it. <laughs> I will support you with moral support and no money at all. So the only other thing I was gonna bring up, I wrote it down at the end of our notes for the uh, for the episode. Uh, I was just gonna do like a three point thing where we pick our winner. And then, assuming both of us pick Faze to win, I was going to say, like, their top competition, mm-hmm. or, like, that contender, and then a Dark Horse. But, for me, I had Faze as the winner, and then I said the top competition is going to be most likely Minnesota or Optic, if Optic's playing in form. Mm-hmm. And then I picked LAG for my Dark Horse. There you go. But, obviously, I didn't <laughs> put them going as far as you, so... They are the darkest we... horse. They are... I... <laughs> they're zooming into, like, loser finals. I just I think the only difference we would have there in those three is you would probably have New York in your contender slot for phases top competition. Yeah. I would say that uh, I'll say winner phase, uh, phases top competition New York. Um, I mean I think I don't think LIG will get there, but I would say that I would say that uh, I don't know I, just, I don't think that there's two top competition for phase. I think it's just New York in this case. And then my dark horse is obviously the Grills. Uh, they're they're getting top three. Book it. <laughs> I'm I'm. Uh, wow. No, Josh just, is saying really... LAG win, you get five hundred dollars. LAG lose, I get two hundred dollars. The odds do not match up on that because for <laughs> for LAG to go from losers round one to the championship, the odds are like. You get two hundred dollars of LAG lose. Benzie get your house if they win. So there's no ch- shot. Benzie should take five hundred dollars, twelve hundred dollars, twelve thousand dollars. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! No, but Josh isn't CEO Jim out here. CEO Mike. I'm, you have to sell him the CDL account. That's how. We, that's how it works. I I actually want to look up what the odds are for. LAG to win the major because I mean it's got to be like ridiculous. Does any site even do that? I mean, I, uh, the the site I bet on, I saw that they had um, CDL stuff, but I didn't look at like what they do. I don't know if they have like futures or anything. Oh, okay. Um, <coughs> where is this? Esports, esports, esports. Yeah, but while you're looking that up, just. Uh... Don't want to really beat a dead horse, but um, I think my the the thing I'm looking forward to the most from stage two major is potentially seeing this new revamp Minnesota. See how they stack up against these top teams from the other groups like New York and Phase. Um, obviously, you're most looking forward to a crazy loser bracket run from the Gorillas, <laughs> but uh, my eyes are definitely on Minnesota in this major. I have high expectations for them, evident from my picks. Yeah, so I have I have high expectations for the Grills and New York and Atlanta. Uh, those are my teams. I'm rocking with it. Um, I just checked that they don't have futures. The only match that they have up there is uh, Toronto versus Optic game line. So, um, so I don't know if any site actually has futures. I would just like to see what they give out um, because that would that would be insane. Um, if there's nothing else, uh, there. Uh, winners finals on Saturday this time around. Okay, that's cool. Was that not the case last time? Wasn't it on Sunday? Wasn't it winners finals, then losers finals, and then 
uh, grand finals on Sunday. I thought that was the case. There was three matches on Sunday last time. I thought, right? Yeah, loser or winners, losers, and grand. Oh, so they just switched. Yeah, they put winners on live and winners final. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it'll just be losers to start off, and then grand finals. Yeah, I thought last time it was uh, a little too much, considering how long the grand finals can turn out to be. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, that about does it. Um, if there's nothing else, uh, make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening, uh, Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast. I think there's like pod bean or something. So, uh, make sure to subscribe or, uh, follow us on whatever platform. Give us five stars on, uh, Apple podcast. Um, this podcast uh, episode will be out uh, April 6th, Tuesday, about like 6 a.m., I guess. So, uh, yeah, that does it for me. Bink, take it away. Awesome. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, really appreciate it. Looking forward to this major throughout the week. Going to be a lot of good Call of Duty action, regardless of whether we see an LAG loser back at Ron or what. Uh, no matter what, we have a bunch of matches to look forward to. So I'm excited for that. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, send the chow.